Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody we are live we made it brand new edition of on to the next one following an absolutely incredible ufc 281 event we have two new world champions and alex Pereira and zhang wei li but despite everything that happened last night i actually feel like this is going to be one of the easier episodes that we've had in a long time in terms of matchmaking and we're happy you are along for the ride with us i am mike heck thank you for joining us especially just a few hours after all the UFC 281 craziness wrapped up. And to take this ride with us, as always, my best friend, Alexander Kaylee. Hello, sir. We didn't get you on the post-fight show, but UFC 281, good grief. And then, look at the shirt. You're good to go. This, you got to pay respects. Listen, you got to pay respects to uh, the country. What a night it was for Brazil. For Brazil. Uh, Alex, Alex Pereira, Hanata uh, Moicano. Maybe the one of the greatest post fight promos ever. We barely caught it up here in Canada. I, I'm sure it was bleeped on uh, on some uh, uh, you know networks in the U.S. as well. My best friend, but um, uh, I said you know it made the rounds. It made the rounds on social media. The, the unedited version. My goodness, what a promo! Uh, was there any other Brazilian standouts? I don't know. But either way, Alex Pereira, Renato Moicano, and and listen, and and, and uh, Grover share almost by proxy, you know, as being one, one of the driving forces behind. Uh, Alex Pereira's uh, title win, apparently. So uh, a great night for Brazil. And you're right. You're right, Mike. Um, it's simple. It's a pretty straightforward show on our end, at least. I don't know if the people are watching and then the people listening to the podcast later will have some like, I got some suggestions too. We'll try and run over some of those through DMs, but mostly we'll be sticking to YouTube. Um, I don't know if they've come up with some more outlandish picks, but it's it's easy to do because, Mike, I cannot remember the last show where I feel like we had all these storylines going in and all of them got a pretty like definitive answer. There wasn't a lot of controversy, a little, you know, slightly early stoppage in the main event. I have no issue with it. I think if you wanted to see Israel Adesanya get put like face down in the canvas. Okay, fine. You know, fight could have gone on another 10, 15 seconds. I have no issue with the stoppage whatsoever. Um, but otherwise it's like, uh, you know, could, could, could Alex Pereira beat Izzy the same way he did in the past? Yes. 
Uh, could could Zhang Weili, was Zhang Weili going to run through Carlos Barza? Yes. Um, uh, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, is it going to be a barn burner? Are we going to get a definitive winner? Yes. Is this the last fight for Frankie Edgar? Lord of mercy, I hope so. Um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Dominic Reyes, how is he going to look when he comes back? Is Aaron Blanchfield the real deal? Um, you go, oh, Carlos, go all the way back to the first fight in the card. Is Carlos Alberg, you know, the weak link of the CKB team, or is, or is he the real deal? Does he live up to the hype and sort of the the packaging, as it were? Uh, everything got a definitive answer. Very, very free of controversy, and it's rare that we can say that after any show this year. We've had, again, some really unfortunate main events and in injuries, and then all kinds of other wild stuff, judging controversies, again, um, um, you know, whatever, referee error, stuff like that. Is that May, this stuff happens. 281, just a massive hit all around for the UFC. Uh, they, they should be super proud of the, the show they put together and the fighters themselves, of course. Yeah, this is the complete opposite of UFC 280. And what I mean by that is <laughs> UFC 280 was just a really good card. Mm-hmm. And it might, I think the expectations might have been unfair to reach, but there were like a million storylines that came out of it, a million talking points. This one, yeah, there's news and there's reaction, but there's not a ton of like, storylines to follow outside of the main event and where we're probably going here. Everything just seems pretty definitive and pretty simple. Like we, we went in getting, like you said, just getting the results that we got and there's no like controversy. There's no weirdness. We're not taking any weird turns here. The 281 card will be remembered as being one of the absolute best, if not the best of the year. But in terms of like storyline and talking point, it's just going to be mostly reaction and not like, well, what if we do this? Or what if we do this? Ooh, maybe we have a champion versus champion situation here. It's not going to be like that with this. It's just a very definitive wrap up to the card. And I'm excited to talk about it from a matchmaking perspective. But here's how this is going to work. This is a little bit of a different format for the show. As you can see, it is a little crazy right now. It is Sunday. People are checking out of the hotel that I'm in right now. So I have to do this in the lobby. I have no place else to do this. So we're not going to focus a lot on the emails and the DMs, et cetera, on the show. We're going to focus more on the chat. So how we're going to do this is when we talk about a specific fight, feel free to throw in your matchmaking suggestions. We'll throw them up on the screen. And once we get through our picks, we're just going to open things up to you guys for like 10 or 15 minutes at the end. So more widespread thoughts we're gonna have like our wild card selection then we're gonna do like a super wild card round where you guys just fire out picks and we'll react to them so are you ready viewers are you ready ak are you ready to do this i am so ready okay so i would love to go on a journey when it comes to how we match make the main events and i know some people are just kind of sick of the immediate rematch thing but i'm sorry there's just no need alex Pereira comes from the brink of defeat he stops israel adesani in the fifth round he's the new champion three and oh in the combat sports series Okay, we're just running this one back. We are running it back, and it's going to be an absolutely gigantic fight for the UFC. Yeah, I'm not sure like what other. I understand people want to see a a fresh matchup um, for a new champion, sure. Uh, But I'm with if if there's a strong. I I haven't gotten a great gauge on social media. Maybe I just haven't been reading enough reactions. But if there is a strong push for them to just run it back, um, because you know they've done immediate rematches for champions with with less accolades than Israel Adesanya. So it seems almost crazy. So, and you have the fact that if you watch this fight, uh, he was doing, Israel Adesanya was doing very well. He's mixed in the martial arts. On the official scorecards, he was up 39-37 on all three scorecards. So either either uh, he get, he you know he doesn't, he, he, he avoids sort of that flurry that ended up putting him away and, go, and still probably still loses the round, but goes on to win a 48-47 decision. 
or he survives that flurry but still takes enough damage. Uh, Alex Pereira gets a 10-8 and still is he would retain, he'd retain by a draw, then you definitely have to do a rematch. So there's there's it's I want to see these two fight again. I thought the fight was really fun to watch too. I think that's like the main motivator is is do you want to see these two guys fight again? Is there a better option? Um we've seen some life for sure at 185 over the past two years, uh, as far as like legitimate contenders go. And Izzy has dealt with all of them. So, uh, and some of them, again, he's fought more than once. So I, I just, I'm not sure what direction you go in um, for Pereira, uh, as far as some of the guys who Izzy has beat. Like, I, I do you, are you really craving him versus like Marvin Vittori? Um, do you want to see him fight Robert Whitaker now? I think the fight will happen someday. Like, does that have to happen for the title? I, I don't, I don't think so. I'm um, just looking at the list here. Derek Brunson, Andre Muniz, sure. I mean, a guy who's done enough to earn a title shot, but I just, do you want to see that rather than uh, Israel Adesanya rematch? Like, unless you're in really in a hurry to get the belt off Pereira, I, I, I don't see the point in booking him against some of these these guys who are just just feel like they're one one more fight away. Again, could certainly beat him, but are like one more fight away. I, I'm in no rush to see that. And frankly, if I want to see anyone take the belts off Pereira, it's Israel Adesanya. I just don't feel like his run is done yet. So he's a great fighter. Um, again, he was he did was did almost more than enough to win except surviving that fifth round. Um, so all the credit in the world to Axe Pereira. And uh, it's a big money rematch. Just go for it. It's a gigantic rematch. And whether you want to see it again or not, it doesn't matter because the UFC doesn't care. They're just going to book it because it's going to do gigantic numbers. It was a massive win for Pereira. And... Like, I'm fine with it immediately rematch it. The story's there. The, the, this story, this rivalry was the whole build, like, from when Pereira was signed to the UFC to begin with. This is all to get to this point. And then to have the fight play out the way that it did, Adesanya on his way to a win. And I even said it on the watch party. I'm like, we might – I was like, what if we get a Leon Edwards moment right now where Pereira just comes from behind and stops him, and then, like, a minute later, boom, there it is. Pereira gets it done. I mean, this is just – this doesn't make any sense, him being the champion with – eight pro fights and four UFC fights and beating a guy that no one has really been able to come close to beating. I mean, the Romero fight is what it was, but and get the Gaslam fight was insane. But for the most part, Adesanya is 49, 46 and 50, 45 in guys. And this is just a crazy fight and kudos to Adesanya for the way he's handling it as always handling it with grace with class, maybe not a fan of the stoppage, but at the end credit where it's due that fight's going to happen. If if we want to wait till the summer, I'm totally okay with that. I'm sure both guys could use a, a little bit of a breather from the promotional side and trying to tell the story of the last two kickboxing matches and, and all of that. But yeah, I, I just think with the way this played out, like if Pereira just went out there and killed him in the first round, we're, we're, not, I'm, we're not clamoring for a rematch here. I still think the UFC might go in that direction because Adesanya was such a long-reigning champion. But the fact that the fight played out that the way the way that it did, they're just going to go back to the well, and it's going to make a floppity jillion dollars. So that's the main event. Co-main event. I'll say, people, don't forget to vote in a poll. Actually, I, I won't forget oh, along. We got a poll. And I actually do multiple polls today. Uh, I know people love – I'm really a volume guy when it comes to polls, let's be honest. Uh, quantity over quality. So, But right now, I'll keep this one up for a little bit. Should Pereira and Adesanya have an immediate rematch? So far, 73%. I don't expect it to change much. So I'll close this poll down in a few minutes, and I'll set up a poll uh, – like a minute or two – and set up a poll for uh, the co-main event. Yes. So, yeah, let's go to the co-main event. Zhang Wei Li, once again, the UFC strawweight champion. She submits Carla Sparza in the second round. Carla had a, a competitive first round. And no matter how you felt about the matchmaking, just seeing Carla Sparza booed out of every building she was in, 
this week was absolutely insane. But Carla had a really good first round. She had moments on the feet and on the ground. But in the end, the one big factor in this fight was the athleticism, the strength, the power of Zhang Wei Li. And it proved to be the difference. She gets it done, gets a submission in the second round. This is an interesting one, but I feel like we're going to go back to the Rose Nami Yunus well. I just think that's what they're going to do. Just the star versus the star kind of thing. And it's probably right this second, the biggest fight you can make in this division at the moment. I understand the argument against that because Rose is coming off the stinker against Carla and a lot of people want to see her go out there and get a win, but I'm just trying to, to, to look at this through a UFC lens and as, as cool as an, as Zhang Weili, Amanda Lamos fight will be, I just feel like we could wait on that and they'll probably go back to this well one more time. So that's my pick. I'm going with Rose. Are you with me on that? Uh, definitely I am. Definitely I am. We'll see if the viewers are. I just do have another poll. Is a Rose Namajunas trilogy fight next for Zhang Weili? Um, again, that seems to be... You, you and I agree on it, Mike. Hashtag friends forever. I don't want to have to make you sing. You are in a lobby. Uh, There's I, like sure. 30 people in front yeah, of me. Yeah, we, so. we, we don't want to deal with that right now. Uh, <laughs> it's going to confuse people. But, and also, this isn't like a very special friends forever moment. Like, I don't know if we should take credit for this. I think this is what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, this is not a magic wand pick for me by any means. Like, I, I, I probably want to see, I don't know, maybe a little motion more interesting. But but what I think the UFC will do is definitely Rose Namajunas. They're very invested in her. She has two wins over Zhang Weili. I mean, again, you can you can you can dispute the second one if you want. First one, super definitive, great highlight for Rose. Um, uh, that head kick. I mean, that that was just a fantastic win. And then uh, and then the second fight. Look, it was uh, a lot of people's quarter for Zhang. I could see a third fight going Zhang's way, or maybe Rose Namajunas just has her number. But that's the great thing about uh, MMA is you know we can talk about it all we want. We get to see these things settled, and I think the UFC is very much in favor of that. Um, she's just had a documentary come out, so you know uh, Rose's name is back in the headlines. Um, it doesn't take much for her to, to 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 convince people that she's ready for another shot. I think that's the way the UFC is going to go. Again, two and zero against the champ. I think Zhang would enter as the favorite, but when uh, listen, we just saw what happened. Uh, well, I guess in, in the main event, the two and zero person did win again. So <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how uh, people would predict the third Namajunas Jang meeting to go, but uh, I'm I'm very interested. Very interested to see what the line would be. Yeah. So someone posted in the in the chat earlier. Uh, Tyler Santos deserved a rematch, but Tyler wasn't the champion. Like if Tyler was the champion and lost the title like that, they would have given her the rematch against Valentina. But it's just not. It's not the same thing. She wasn't the champion. She was the challenger, and. I, I think Valentina won that fight. I don't think it was that there's a ton of controversy in that one. I go back and watch it. I think Valentina clear like was a like a dominant one-sided win, but but she won. It's been easy so far, but Carlos Sparza is is a little bit of a different one. There's 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 many options. I'm already seeing a couple in the chat. I already know where I'm going with this because I talked about it on the show last week. No matter what happened in this fight. This is where Amanda Lemos goes. If Carla won and retained the belt, it's Carla versus Amanda Lemos. Carla losing. We still do Carla versus Amanda Lemos. I still feel the same a week later. That's my choice. Again, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Something tells me you could be along on this journey. Maybe another Friends Forever moment. Friends Forever again. Uh, yeah, this is, we have been talking about this. For, it feels like we have been talking about this. After, right after the Lamosh win, and we're like it just makes too much sense. And we said win or lose, right? We said win or lose. If Carla's still the champ, um, you know, 
maybe you know that might have still sent Zhang into a rematch with Rose Namajunas. I don't know because they would not have done the Rose Namajunas, um, uh, uh, Carlos Barza fight again. That that's that stench, that stench still needs a few more months, I think, to leave the room. You know, so that that was not going to happen again, uh, which means the door was open for Amanda Lemos and um and and it, and look whether she fights for the title or fights Carlos Barza non-title fight now, um, it's intriguing, it's intriguing because everything we kind of said about Zhang Wei Li. I'm not saying Lemos is like quite that level of athlete quite that level of power but she does present some of the same problems um i don't i don't know i know carlos barza can take her down can she hold lamosh down can she effectively land a score against lamosh on the ground can she submit lamosh i don't know lamosh has a pretty strong ground game too so um yeah that, that's the way that's the way to go with it the only reason i would see it not happening is if Asparza needs to take time off lamosh wants to stay busy but uh, if lamosh is willing to wait and Carla, you know, again, doesn't take too long. She can take all the time off she wants, three months, four months, five months, six months. Maybe this happens next summer. Um, that might be the right time for it. But it, it, it should line up. It should line up logically. But again, um, MMA is not always the most logical sport. No, no, it is not. So we're on the same page there. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the lightweight division. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler delivered as expected. This was a roller coaster ride in the momentum department. The first round was wild. The second was all Chandler. Third, Poirier takes. Just going back and remembering Michael Chandler's takedown in the third round, and it ultimately led to his downfall. Poirier just gets hoisted up in the air. Michael Chandler's not even on his feet, he's basically on one knee hoisting Dustin Poirier up in the air, slamming him down. Poirier used the momentum to his advantage, ends up turning it into a submission win. I said this on the post-fight show. This is not. This is going to be probably in the conversation for fight of the year. I don't think it's going to win. This is not better than, at least in my opinion, this is not better than Shamaya Burns. This is not better than Yuri Glover. I, I just don't think so. It's super fun. No doubt about that. 
But if we if there's a new award called the gnarliest fight of the year, this is the gnarliest fight of the year because we got Chandler basically blowing blood out of his nose into like Poirier's face. <laughs> Him and Luke Rockhold. Him and Luke Rockhold. So oh no, bad. was it Luke? It was Luke Rockhold did it to uh, uh, Bohachinia, right? To Cavallo Costa, right? Yeah, that, not like yeah, he's like even... rubbing in his face, but like I mean, this was bad. This is like exorcism kind of stuff. But Poirier gets it done. Maybe some cheating. Maybe some cheating. Poirier wasn't too thrilled. But uh, what do you want to see now for Dustin Poirier? Because this is a big win. You know how I felt about this matchmaking to begin with, but I actually kind of feel like now that we have clarity on this Makachev Volkanovsky situation, because that fight is officially announced, I actually feel like the result that we got last night was the best case scenario. Yeah, and by the way, is there not a rule? Because you can't spit on someone in a fight. Well, you he can blow though. your no, he no, but you can blow your nose onto them. How is that? I think it was just. I think he How was does just that like. Makes sense. I think he was just trying to like snot rocket, and it just was like boom. It, it was just disgusting. That was, was no so accident. Gross. That was no accident, my best friend. <laughs> oh, that no, was wasn't. that was snot an accident, my best friend. Let me tell you that right oh, now. Oh no, that he was didn't. Snot, that was snot an accident. All right, that was snot an accident. Uh I, I hate to do this to the guy, but I think, like you said, because now we know uh, this is something I, you know, I've been pushing for this guy to fight Islam Makachev, even though it was an outside shot. We knew Islam and Volkanovsky were, were angling towards uh, fighting each other in Perth. It looks like there was very few hitches other than some social, you know, the two guys saying on social media, poking each other, saying, oh, oh, sign the contract, sign the contract. And it looked like it was just, you know, posturing. That fight is now official for US-284. So... Benil Dariush is, uh, is is a free man. Uh, he's not getting a title shot. Not that he was really campaigning hard for one. And I think he has to fight Poirier. And I guess the winner of that fight uh, gets Makachev or, or Volkanovsky. So one more, one more hurdle for Dariush, Mike. One more hurdle and one ins- extremely difficult hurdle uh, for Dariush. But I'd love to see what you said. And then based on your answer, I'm going to run another poll. Uh, I will say... The Zhang Wei Li and uh, Rose Namjunas trilogy, uh, 50% saying yes, 50% saying no. Oh, right, right on the line, right on the that's line. A, that's perfect polling right yeah, there. That's right. Yeah. Again, we have another friends for a moment, but it's Benny okay. Dariush. Okay. I, I like the idea of doing it in Perth. I don't know if Poirier will, will be willing to turn around in three months, but maybe, who knows? But I, I like the idea of doing it in Perth, especially being sort of a backup situation. It'd be a big one for Benny and a win for him. Like you said, it, it's no debate. He beats Dustin Poirier, gets the rub. He's fighting for the belt against the winner of that fight. And if you're Benny, like this is probably the best case scenario for you because I would pick Darius to beat Dustin Poirier. I would feel pretty confident in that. Like Dustin could win because he's super athlete. He's powerful and he's very well-rounded and he's been in wars and he's just been up and down the block. I just feel, I feel Darius is just on one right now. And I, I feel like Darius stylistically matches up really well. But for Michael Chandler, AK, the options are still kind of a plenty. We could open up this division right now. We could do different things. We could do an up-and-coming matchup. We could do a star versus star matchup. We could do different things. And even the star versus star matchup, they don't necessarily have title implications. I mean, potentially it could, but probably not. What are we doing here? There's not a ton of wrong answers, but there's a lot of interesting ones. I'm not go I'm going magic wand. Ooh. I'm going magic wand. I'm tired of the squatting. I'm tired of the squatting, Mike. I'm tired. Of, listen, our one criticism of the Poirier Chandler fight was that it was two squatters. It was two premier squatters um getting a great fight against each other, which might not have, you know, immediate rankings implications, which is fine because it doesn't matter. The fight was awesome. 
I'm sure the crowd, again, at Madison Garden is going to remember that one forever. So the, the goal was accomplished. Whether, whether either guy, you know, it moves them closer to, to a title shot is, is was secondary to just saying, let's put on a friggin' fun fight. And it worked in that sense. Um, and as you said, now, now it, as far as for Poirier, it does seem pretty clear he has to fight Darius. I'd be very surprised if he was able to sort of squat and wait for like a title shot. I, I, I would hate that. I'd, that's certainly not how it should be. If anyone should be squatting for a title shot, it's Darius. We know he's not going to do that. So that's why I've come up with the, the Darius Poirier solution. So I'm going to go Magic Wand and say like throw Chandler in there with, you know, Fazeev, something like that. Give, give one of these guys outside of the top five, top six, a chance to take one of those spots. Michael Chandler, I'm not even sure if he knows who Fazeev is. He certainly never mentioned him. He's talked about Islam. He's talked about Conor McGregor. He, is, he has done everything in his power to manifest the Conor McGregor fight. And I don't have a problem with it because it would be another banger. It'd be a, two guys. Con, Michael Chandler has not had a bad UFC fight. Uh, Conor McGregor never has, a, has an unexciting fight. There's always something interesting about his fights. Um, so you put them together, you could get a classic. But I'm, 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 I'm going, I'm going to be the stick in the mud here and say, stick in the mud as far as the, you know, a fun McGregor fight. But I think Fazeev Chandler fight would also be fun. And again, we all like Rafael Fazeev. Let's give him Rafael Fazeev. Let's give him a chance to take uh, take one of those spots, please. No more squatting. Hashtag, no more squatting. I like your heads up. I would love to see Fazeev get a get a fight like that, and I think he will. But just not against Michael Chandler. I think he's got to get. I think he will get. I think he'll fight Justin Gaethje. I feel I feel pretty good about that. I think that's the fight they're gonna book. Maybe they do it on the UK card because I know Gaethje. Both those guys had had no surgery, and Gaethje even told me, and I think he sort of reiterated it at his media day scrum, that he wants to fight on that UK card. When Usman goes back there and challenges Leon, he wants to fight on that card, and timeline-wise, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. So do it on that card. That's pretty cool. This is not a squatting thing, but I, listen, for Chandler, it's a pretty damn good consolation prize. I'm still leaning towards the Connor fight, man. I'm still leaning towards that fight. Like, I have no issue with that one. If if I have to choose a fight, if it can't be Justin Gaethje, because I just want to see it because those two just hate each other, and I just feel stylistically it's going to be one of the more epic, just insane fights ever. But Chandler versus Connor is good, too. Like, uh, Chandler ain't getting a title shot after beating Connor, but Connor could, and the UFC would do that. Like, they could put Connor against me, and if Connor beats me, which he would, he would get a title <laughs> shot anyway. So, Let's just throw him in there with Chandler and have a good time. Like, it's it's just a fun, ridiculous fight. It could headline a pay per view, so you could save some champions if you need it. I'm fine with that. But if if we want to do a Fazeev, want to do a Jalen Turner, we want to do somebody like that. Yeah, I'm I'm in. I think so that's what, where they're gonna go. I think we're gonna get this Chandler Connor fight. Uh, Raymond Arnold asking, haven't Fazeev and Chandler trained together at Sanford Kill Club? I mean, possibly, right? But I don't yeah, think there's any... Yeah, that's not like his home gym, though. Yeah, I don't think there's any, like, oh, I, there's no way these guys would fight each other thing. I'm, if anything, they would just be sort of fuel to the fire, just copy and saying, like, oh, they trained together, and, like, oh, do you do you know his... Oh, do you know his... What was it? What? How did it go in the sparring sessions? Things like that. So, yeah, I don't... It's, it's something that would be mentioned, but I don't think precludes them from fighting. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Mark Zebel. Um... My advice. <laughs> we do are better. boring. Do better. Yeah. No, we are do boring. better. I can't wait um, for your your show. Uh, matchmaking. Got a match make. Oh, the callouts. So let's call let's out. see what you got. Let's see what you Plug got. Plug your YouTube, my friend. Plug your YouTube. Uh, anyway, seventy five percent saying Benil Darius should be next for Dustin Poirier. Again, there's not not a lot of other options. Eleven percent saying wait for a title shot. I think most people know it. As popular as he is, he I don't think he's in a position to do that. Stranger things have happened, I and mean, we just saw yeah, you Rodriguez. Um, 
wait around for an interim title shot. So maybe Poirier could do the same thing. But yeah, otherwise, everyone's pretty behind the Poirier-Daryush matchup. It broke a lot of hearts for sure. But Chris Gutierrez. Oh, we have to talk about this? We have to talk about it. Do we do? Are we, do we have? Uh, Dan Hooker was, was great. Yes, it will yeah, get to man. we'll get to that. Awesome. We'll I agree. Claudio Poyas' strategy really broke a lot of hearts, Mike. You're right. Um, yeah, and we'll touch on that because it reminded <laughs> me of somebody. Um, another guy that you're very high on and talk about a lot on the show. But uh Chris Gutierrez did what he needed to do to make this sort of a get him over performance. Because I didn't think there's really any chance that he could get over and gain much from beating Frankie Edgar, but I didn't expect him to just flying knee KO Frankie into another universe the way that he did and it was just sad to watch and chris's reaction was great seeing mark montoya actually make it out to new york you know even walking around the cane and everything like it was just a it ended up being like a kind of it, it was really sad for frankie fans but at the same token like it was a really emotional very pivotal moment for chris gutierrez and it, it, he's gonna be a ranked guy he's gonna be a ranked guy he's probably gonna be the number 12th ranked bantamweight in the world come tuesday when the new ufc rankings come out but to me, it's Ricky Simone, okay? We do Chris Gutierrez versus Ricky Simone. You got two guys on a good run. Look at to take that next step. Simone's number 11. So from a, a meritocracy perspective, it makes a lot of sense. But And I'm actually curious to see how that fight would play out because Chris is just getting better every fight. Like he's adding wrinkles to his game. The movement, the striking, the quickness, just his fast starting ability. We haven't really seen that from him. And he came out just guns blazing last night. It was amazing. Uh, I just realized, Mike, when I cover up, try to cover my ears over the headphones, it does not block your words. Sadly, I was trying to, I was trying not to hear any of that. Uh, I should have put the hands under, you know, good note for next time. Uh, yeah, Chris Gutierrez, this, w listen, when he got this matchup, there was so much, uh, there was a lot for him to gain. I feel, I feel, I think some people, I think we've kind of felt like, you know, well, he's, he's facing a, you know, clearly past his prime, Frank Yeager. It's still Frank Yeager. Having names like that in your resume are awesome. And the way he did it, I mean, it's not like he won a close decision. It's not even like he, it's not even like he won a dominant decision. He he scored another knockout win, back to back knockout wins for him. Another highlight reel knockout win. Um, Frank Yeager is my favorite fighter, one of, one of my favorite fighters of all time. I put him right up there with GSP, who's Canadian royalty. And I had been saying in all the lead up to this that Chris Gutierrez was going to knock his ass out, and and he was going to hit him like something bad. And there were certainly arguments against it, but I just got going to like guys, he's. He's 41 years old and he's fighting in at a lighter weight division. Heavyweight, you can be 50 and you could probably still go three hard rounds with like, you know, um, Antonio Bigfoot Silva. Well, I mean, Bigfoot wouldn't be able to go three rounds, but you know what I'm saying. At bantamweight, 41 years old with the mileage that Frankie has on him, it it was a knockout was just so such a likely outcome. And it happened in one of the most brutal ways we'd ever seen. Um, so in a way, I also want to thank Chris Gutierrez, Mike, for really putting the cat like that is a that is a there is no reason frankie or anyone he's associated with would ever think he should fight at mma again um and frankly i i don't think he should fight in combat sports again i know there could be like some fun boxing as a big exhibition matches but i i hope he's listen made a lot of money fighting invested it well um can just train and coach and just do other other things to sort of indulge his athletic uh you know that athletic bug I wish Frankie nothing but the best. Uh, it was it was sad to see, but definitely a huge win for Chris Gutierrez. Um, I love I like I like the Ricky Simone choice. I'm gonna I was <laughs> Mike in my anger and my anger and sadness. I was almost like we should friggin' throw Chris Gutierrez in there with a Nurmagomedov. How about that, Umar Saeed? <laughs> pick one. You know what? 
Oh, he, you know what? You're right. He does it. Oh, he wants to, he wanted to take out a ranked guy. Let's give him Marab next. How about that? Go fight Marab, Chris Gutierrez. Um, I calmed down. I said, I had a moment. I settled down. I like the Ricky Simone fight. I'm going, people might not like this. And I swear I'm not doing this to like, like to say he doesn't deserve a bigger fight. But in my mind, for some reason, I had thought he had fought Mario Bautista. So just to satisfy my brain, uh, a guy who, I mean, is probably a little bit behind him in the rankings right now, but another up-and-comer. I would just love to see the Bautista-Gutierrez fight. Certainly a step down, huge step down name-wise from Frankie Edgar. But again, just because I keep thinking it already happened, and I think that their matchup could be like a legitimate like fight of the year candidate. I think they just match up so well. Love, would love to see um, Gutierrez and Mario Bautista. That'd be fun. And what a way to set up. You could do... Jonathan Martinez versus Mario Batista. Sure. And if Batista beats him, he beats his teammate, his close partner, close training partner. We saw Jonathan Martinez jump up on the cage to congratulate Gutierrez. So Jonathan Martinez beats Cub Swanson. Chris Gutierrez beats Frankie Edgar. Nice little run for those two guys who uh, from Greenville, Texas, try, trying to make it happen. So well done to Chris Gutierrez and happy trails to Frankie Edgar. It was tough to see, but. That's the fight game. What's Chris supposed to do? Just let Frankie beat him. It's it was just a tough way to 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 watch Frankie's career come to an end. But let's go to Dan Hooker, AK. Dan Hooker needed a win. Goes out there, does does the damn thing. There were some strange moments in the first round. Looked like Claudio Pueyes might have some more leg lock slash knee bar magic, and Hooker stayed very composed, and he turned Claudio Pueyes into. Ryan Hollish kind of a fighter in the second round. I mean, it just, it, it reminded me a lot of Ryan Hall, but just not as great as Ryan Hall for being honest. Like I'm not trying to dump on Claudio Pius, but this is one of the concerns that I had heading into this fight that if Claudio can't submit him in the first round, he's going to have a really tough time at the opposite because he's just not a, a great competent striker, nowhere near the level of Dan Hooker. And Hooker goes out there and gets it done. Big win. Really needed it. What's next for the hangman? Listen, first of all, Ryan Hall would have killed both those guys in the ground at the same time. When they were locked in in the ground, kind of fighting for that leg, I wish we could have like called a timeout, like get Ryan Hall in there. Like he would have he would have jumped in and figured out a way to submit both guys simultaneously because he's Ryan Hall. Uh, Claudio Pais, yeah, uh, a lot went wrong. A lot went wrong. The first Imanari role he hit, I thought was pretty friggin' sweet. That was I thought it was pretty nice, right? That's pretty awesome. And 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 uh he got in on that that uh, leg lock, man. He got in there. So credit to Dan Hooker. Again, this was this is a Dan Hooker who I feel like if this had happened last year, it might not have gone well for him. Because I said I, I really believe what he said on, on the MA hour and what he's been saying in other interviews that like his my head just wasn't there. Like sometimes you just get, you know, you just get in a bad spot. You know, you 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 lose this this fight you shouldn't have taken with like um Islam Makachev, um short notice against like again, now a guy we know is maybe the best fighter in the entire world. I, I hated to drop back down to 145, just hated it so much. So like, I, I think this was the perfect kind of like comeback, not comeback, he didn't go anywhere, but you know what I mean? Sort of redemption fight for Dan Hooker. Um, it went, I think the way, if you were picking Dan Hooker, I think it went the way that a lot of us expected. He would have to avoid the ground game and that he was just a superior striker um, to Pueyes. Pueyes is a lot of fun, can be a lot of fun on the feet. It's just nowhere as technically refined as as Dan Hooker, that that stand-up fight was never going to go any other way. And uh, Dan stuck with the game plan beautifully, you know. Go go to the body, man. Go to the body. Attack from range. If it's working, there's no reason for him to go in there and try and go for some crazy, like, berserker finishing combo. He was picking him apart, and he won with basic, fundamental kickboxing techniques, that kind of sniper striking that that 
got Hooker into the, you know, got him a number next to his name in the first place. So that was really fun to see. So um, I still think there's better things ahead for, for Claudio Playas, but that was a really big learning experience. And, uh, and he'll get better. Listen, go hang out with Ryan Hall. That'll be that you, you'll you can only get better uh, role. It'll be humbling. Eventually, you'll get better. Uh, Mike, I'm all in on the uh, CKB City Kickboxing Revenge Tour. Give him Moicano. There it is. You and Tristan Gordad <laughs> on the same right. page. How there you go, that? Tristan. Yeah, that's it. I, I I was torn on how to do this, but I, I said I promised myself before I went to sleep that however I feel when it gets to this moment, I'm just going to go with it. And Dan Hooker fans aren't going to like this idea too much, but I feel like Dan Hooker. And again, this is this is to me this is to me is high praise because of I have high praise for this guy at welterweight. Dan Hooker is Neil Magnish at lightweight, sure, and that's a great thing where he's going to get opportunities. They're they're going to come few and far between. I don't think Dan Hooker is going to be fighting for a world title, but beating Dan Hooker means something. It proves that you are a, a really solid hand and you're a guy who could compete for a world title. Beating that guy means something. Having said that, it's Grant Dawson. It's Grant Dawson. And, and it's, it's an awful matchup for Dan. Dan is the number 12 ranked lightweight in the world. Dawson called out Tony Ferguson. I would feel infinitely better about myself if I watched Grant Dawson versus Dan Hooker over Grant Dawson versus Tony Ferguson. Grant Dawson versus Tony Ferguson, I wouldn't be able to sleep for a week because we know how that fight's going to go. Grant is just going to smush him until he eventually gets him out of there. Hooker would be interesting because I think he'd just go in there and have some fun, and I think stylistically he's probably not going to win that fight, but I think he gives Grant a much more difficult task, and at least he'll battle with him. I don't think Tony really has that ability anymore, and I feel like the time frames line up both getting big finishes over guys who were on good winning streaks and do it in Perth. Give him what he wants. Do it in Perth. Make Dawson do all that traveling, right? And let's see if he can make the weight, make him work a little bit for it. It's just, this is kind of where he is right now. And who knows? Maybe he beats Grant Dawson. But if Grant beats him, it means something. He's... Like I think he's a problem anyways, but he's like a super duper problem if he goes out there and does the same thing to Dan Hooker. Yeah, my, my initial reaction, I think I winced. Like I think I winced when you said that. I think I'm yeah. like, oh, but 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 you're right. Listen, I, I say all the time, people with an A plus skill, Grant Dawson in his case is incredible grappling. I always say people with an A plus skill need to be tested. Like I wanna see, you know, I wanna see what happens. Well, will they get in there with an elite striker? And let's say they do have to stand up a little bit. You know, can can they deal with it? I, the, exa- the other example I always bring up is you know Tatiana Suarez and, and Nina Ansarov. We know we knew going to that fight, Tatiana was just a killer wrestler. Um, but if she couldn't get the fight to the ground consistently, which she eventually did, um, you know, could she could she hang with Nina Ansarov? And Nina Ansarov like bang, banged her up pretty bad for a lot of that fight. Um, so that was a really really important win for for uh, Tatiana Suarez. I think I think a Grant Dawson Hooker matchup could go the same way. Like he's gonna get hurt on the feet, and and he has to learn to go to, for that to happen. Um, and unless you're a Habib or an Islam, who by the way, I mean, both, I mean, Habib underrated striking skills, I think, and Islam really good striking skills. Uh, you got you have to be tested on the feet. You have to, it's not always gonna go your way. Um, and if you can assert your will against a guy like like Hooker, like if he puts on a performance against Hooker like Islam did, and does manage to ground him and dominate and submit him. I mean, then we're just talking a top 10, top 15 guy right out the gate. So, okay, Mike. Okay. You're a wise man. I don't, I don't hate it. How do you feel though about hooker, 
Hooker and Tony Ferguson. I'd be all right with that, but I already have my pick for Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson versus Joe Lozon is the fight. I don't want to see anything okay. else. Okay, that's what I want to see. That's fine. I I'm not. Dasa's three wins in lightweight, two over guys 38 plus years of age. Mike rates Dawson too much. You might be right, but this is why we make this fight. This is why I make this fight because if I am overrating Dawson and if people like me are overrating Dawson, then Grant Hooker, Grant Hooker, Dan Hooker will beat Grant Dawson. And then I will say that I was wrong and you were right and other people were right. So I, I, this is, this is what we do in these kinds of situations. This is why Dan Hooker is still a very valuable piece to this lightweight puzzle, even if he lost to Claudio Cuellas, because it just makes, it makes sense. Like if you beat Dan Hooker, it shows that you are that good. It shows that you are a guy, like a, a, a guy that we should be paying attention to. You are a legit top 10, top five type of guy. Um, so I do like that fight. Maybe he loses. Maybe he loses. So, um, but that's how I would go. But again, Dan Hooker against a lot of those guys. You want to go vet versus vet. I'm cool with that. I know Jim Miller's fighting Mowgli Benitez. Maybe you do Jim Miller win or lose. Like I'm cool with that too. There, there's so many fun things we could do with Dan Hooker, but I feel... Dan's value is just sort of litmus testing these up and comers and then throw them in there with an occasional name and we'll just have some fun. Like Dan Hooker's down for it any for any of this. You think he's gonna say no to Grant Dossi? Be like, all right, dude, people don't think I could beat him. I'll try to fight him. No problem. Let's go to the wild card round, AK. Let's do it. And uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. For, I, I mean, I want to say. I just saw the view count. Uh, who live viewing? I just want to say thank you for everyone watching right now. We're gonna get to. We're definitely get your picks ready, guys. They're coming soon. Get your. It's, it'll soon be your moment. We will. We will talk about the, the live YouTube picks. So get ready. We are gonna do wild card first. But thank you everyone watching on a Sunday after a super exciting show. I imagine some of you are uh, uh, maybe a little a little hungover. You know, maybe had some too many swirly pops, but. Always appreciate people, people tuning in. So very, yeah. I'm just, I'm just super happy, Mike. I'm, a, I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Yes. But yes, I'm, wild card. Yeah, I'm like half alive right now. I'm still in New York <laughs> yeah, for like another ten. I'm still in New York for like another nine hours the, before I have to fly out of here. So the watch party is is replayable, right? And it is replayable on. Oh yeah, you can you can okay. watch it right now. I was yeah. watching it a little bit this morning. Okay. Um, it's just super funny. By the way, you need to go. It's so funny if you haven't watched it yet. Someone, one of our great listeners put in some timestamps because, I mean, we listen, we don't know when these things are going to happen as we're going live, but go watch, just watch, if you're, there's one fight you need to watch, obviously the, they're all worth it because they all got finished and there's all, there's crazy moments in all of them. I think the one, if you can only watch one, it's the Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier fight. Just watch us react to it all. And then at the end, Connor, Connor takes... Goddard takes a shot, like a legit shot, of both Dustin Poirier hot sauces mixed together. <laughs> it's the oh my god! I don't think I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. His reaction is just is just the best. But the whole thing, it, it's amazing. So if you want like a different perspective from like if you watch the car, you just want to see what other people how we reacted. We had special guests along the way too. It's just, it, it was it was just a cool event, and we thank everybody that watched. But yeah, shout, shout, outs, shout outs to my tag team partner, uh, my uh, my BTL tag team part champ, champion partner, uh, Kristen King, who is with yes. you guys. That clip's out there on uh, MMA Fighting uh, our Twitter, by the way, guys, and I think Instagram as well. I'm not sure, but if you want to see uh, them reacting live to the end of Frankie Edgar's career, uh, just mortifying. But shout out oh, to Kristen King. Very sad. Yes, uh, and hopefully we'll get Kristen on for the next one, and hopefully it's for a fight that's longer than three minutes, and hopefully it's not. <laughs> 
somebody's retirement fight. So, <laughs> AK wild card round. We're going to select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will do so right now. And there's a lot to choose from. I have a feeling I know where you're going. So I went, I, I went a different direction. Hopefully, your mindset wasn't the same. I don't know. What are you thinking? What's your wild card? The best friends when they try to anticipate each other and get out of each other's way, and then end up instead veering right into each other. We end up like wild carding our wild card <laughs> picks, and we end up with the same guy like we usually do. Or or gal in this case. I went Aaron Blanchfield. You know? I figured you were going that way. Okay, so good. I was okay. right. I was you right. I read, you, yes. I read you right this time. Yeah, and I'm 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 super down with Aaron Blanchfield's call up. By the way, for anyone who didn't see, she decimated Molly McCann in a fight that I thought would be more competitive. Uh, and while Molly certainly showed her toughness. At no point uh, in the uh, three and a half minutes that this fight went on was Aaron Blanchfield in any danger. She was not in any danger whatsoever. Uh, and she had Molly in a whole hell of a lot of danger, like 30 seconds in, just taking her to the ground, just making Molly work, making Molly fight for her life. So I still give cre credit to Molly for being tough. But if we're talking about who's a better fighter, I mean, it's it's Aaron Blanchfield, 909. You could, they could fight each other a thousand times. Aaron Blanchfield wins 999 times. Um, she's the real deal. She's the real deal. And I've always liked her. I, I, I know people have seen me kind of say, let's pump the brakes. She's only 23 years old or, you know, in the past, she's only 22. She's only 21. I've, I've had a lot of like telling people to like chill, like take it easy, man. You know, like, but that I wanted to see her fight a veteran. That That's why I'm saying I want to see her fight a tough veteran. Someone else, um, you know, on a streak, someone else with some hype behind them. This was the perfect matchup. Mike, you and I both kind of said we loved how this was put together regardless of who wins. And uh, Aaron, it's the Aaron Blanchfield hype train that kept rolling because she she totally uh, dominated. So I'm all in now. I think she is a future title contender for sure, and I think possibly a future champion. I would love to see her fight Valentina someday, but like 18 months. Give me 18 months. Give me that. The, give me that version of Aaron Blanchfield, and I actually think she has a chance. But maybe I'm crazy. Now maybe I've gone too far the other way. Uh, I like the Andrea Lee call out, but I think there's a chance they do the Tracy Cortez rematch. It's the one loss on her record. Chase Cortez is fighting Amanda Hibas at uh, UFC Orlando. And this is win or lose, by the way, because Amanda Hibas, I'm not sure what she's doing. If she, she's just bouncing between 125 or planning to stick at 125. Either way, I think if Amanda Hibas beats her, she can move on to a different matchup. Cortez, win or lose. I want to see the Aaron Blanchfield stuff resolved. Um, that first loss, that, that loss is uh, very controversial. Uh, the loss to Tracy Cortez. So um, there's a storyline there. Listen, we saw how great these storylines are when you have that history uh, with the UFC 281 main event. Maybe the Blanchfield Cortez uh, rematch, not quite the same magnitude, but it's it's a very easy fight to sell, and I'm sure Blanchfield would love to have that uh, love to have that back. And then you know, like a lot of great champions, like GSP for example, can say, "Oh, I lost to some of the people, but I avenged all my losses." So if she gets that one back, it'd be just really good for her her resume. So win or win or lose for Cortez, you like that? Win or lose for Cortez at UFC Orlando, yeah, December third, I think. Uh, December third, I think she, I think Blanchfield should should get her next. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I like the Andrea Lee call out. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense as well. Spoiler, when the new rankings come out, I don't know where Blanchfield's going to end up, but I put Aaron Blanchfield at number eight at, at 125. She's Ooh. in the top 10. She's in the top 10. She leapfrogged a lot of people in that one. So She might be in pound for pound. I'm not sure. I got to see. I got to check. We're, we'll have a pound for pound update very soon, guys, probably on Monday. And I don't know if she's going to – she might crack the top 20 after that performance. <laughs> Incredible. This was actually, yeah, th this was actually, I was going to go in Blanchfield and then I realized th there is one just obvious choice. There's one just obvious choice. It's Hanato Moikano versus oh. Islam Makachev after the promo he cut last night. Just give the man his title. <laughs> give him the money. Give, give him the man his He wants shot. money. What better way to get him money than get him a, a quick boost in his contract with the title shot? Yeah, I, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, Are you? Although, 
I mean, look, if, if they gave him a title shot, I wouldn't even care because that was incredible. <laughs> like, he basically went on Joe Rogan's podcast for five minutes. It was fantastic. It Joe was kept awesome. trying to take the mic back. He's like, don't worry about it, Joe. I, like, I got this. Like, give me that and mic. And then Joe, Joe just like, was like, all right, just yeah, all right, go, go ahead, ahead. This, is, this is gold, baby. This is gold. Let's see how this is going. <laughs> I was going to go with Montel Jackson. I think that's where most people think I'm probably going with this, but I'm going to go different. And AK on the show specifically, we don't typically reward fighters who miss weight with any sorts of accolades however ryan span opened up a lot of people's eyes and yes it was a very very sad conclusion it showed newer fans the ins and outs the ups and downs of the sports with that brutal finish of dominic reyes dominic reyes and a lot of people's eyes and i know some people in the chat disagree with this and a lot of people's eyes felt dominic reyes beat beat john jones that night was the dude Gave John Jones the the, the the true legit loss. It went the other way. And since then, he has been brutally knocked out in his next three fights. Jan Bohovic, Yuri was scary. This one might have been even scarier, just the aftermath. Like, Reyes trying to sit up. He was almost twitchy. It was just really sad. So, Span should not get a top 10 guy or anything. So, I'm not going to bump him up that much. I'm not going to reward him too, too much. However, I think he's going to get a, a, a ranked dude. And it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a really tough fight, but it's one that I've talked myself into just thinking about it. And the more I think about it, I'm like, this is going to be crazy. Cleo Roundtree. Ryan Spann versus Cleo Roundtree is stupid fun. So let's go. That's not a reward. Fight Him fighting Cleo Roundtree is no reward. Maybe he goes out there and just, maybe he goes out there and knocks Cleo Roundtree out. I don't know. But yeah, Span is, Span's dangerous, man. He's t- he's he's tough. He's better than I thought. And who and he's doing this? Okay, he's doing this without training. He's not I even training believe, for these. I fights. don't believe that was that was a hell of a thing. I didn't believe that for one. He had to. He must have like. He must have meant something else. I I don't know. He's what? This is what his twenty. How many pro fights is this for this guy? Twenty eight. Twenty eighth pro fight. There's no way he wasn't. Tra- I don't think he's training. I talked sure to like I talked to like yeah. half, half his team, and they're all like, Treshawn Gore talked about. I trained with Ryan Spann like the entire camp leading up to that <laughs> submission over Josh Fremd. So yeah, I don't believe that at all. I just realized, by the way. Um, so if anyone remembers, I did pick Dominic Reyes, and I was on a whole like, oh, I love the t- taking the time off and the rejuvenation. He fought tough competition. Da da da. It's no no shame in losing to those names. I think he'll come back stronger than ever. I realized that's like the exact same thing I said ahead of Joanna's second fight with Zhang Willy. I'm like, oh, I'm glad she's taking the time off, and oh, she's only lost tough tough competition. She'll come back stronger than ever. And both times, it was like a devastating knockout for. Uh, for the people that I that I kind of bigged up the the veterans that are, and and former champions slash like title challengers that I said like would come back stronger than ever. So if you are a veteran on a long layoff right now, who was like formerly ranked, and you're on a layoff of over like 500 days, and I start bigging you up and saying like, oh, you're gonna come back stronger than ever, back out of the fight, back out of the fight because you're probably gonna get knocked out. Uh, I am. I have done a terrible job doing that. I think, Mike. I want everyone to do like the Calvin Cater. I think I believe like everyone's capable of the Calvin Cater, like the year off, come back from a devastating loss stronger than ever. But I think as we keep seeing these things happen, we realize like that Cater situation is is more the exception, right? Like than the rule. Like when you take a lot of time off and you've taken a lot of damage, and you come back and fight an up and comer like a Ryan Span, uh, or in Joanna's case, a freaking world champion like Zhang Wei Li, um, it's. Uh, it's it's more often than not not going to end well. Yes, this makes sense too. But I feel like Jamal Hill has earned 
like a, I don't know if like a number one contender fight, but he's maybe a step below that. So I don't know about that. So we're going to open up like the full yeah, on people, wild card oh, round me, to you guys yes, for the next please. 11 minutes. So we're at like 48 minutes in. So when we're at like at an hour, we're going to be all done. So and, uh, get in there. And by the way, I picked Dominic Grace as well. I picked Dominic Grace by submission because he's a sneaky good grappler and he's a sneaky good submission threat. So I thought, especially with all that time training with Glover and all those guys, I thought he was going to come out with a, with a real grappling heavy game plan, try to get this fight to the mat, maybe get a submission. And I knew 30 seconds into this fight, I was like, oh boy, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. I think he'd do that to Khalil. I think uh, uh, Ryan Spann would do that to Khalil. I think maybe. he mixed the martial arts. I think he might mix the martial arts. He's got, he's got, he's got some subs. He's got, he's got a sub game. A little bit. But Anthony, like Anthony Smith just went out there and tapped Ryan. Just tapped Ryan Spann pretty easily. So Yeah, yeah. Anthony Smith is good. He listen. I'm not taking anything away from. All right, let's go into this thing. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, I don't need to do the usual disclaimer. I just want to say, if anyone, rec- Mike Rotwell, I please do not put any Frankie Edgar even joking matchups on the screen. If anyone even mentions Frankie Edgar, you are you are on timeout for the rest of the day. Uh, I said this. I also anyone. Uh, we're not going to read too many from the DMs we got, but anyone, if you sent me a DM and there's a Frankie Edgar matchup in there, I don't care if it's an MMA, boxing, fight circus. Uh, I am not. I am ignoring everything else you said. Just, you, you, it will not be acknowledged. All right, let's get into this thing. There's some joke ones in here. We're not going to do repeats. Uh, we're not. I'm not reading any right, DMs right, or right. emails. I'm not I'm reading gonna, any of mine. I've already okay. warned you guys yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you guys get all the shows. This is for the for the live viewers. We do it once a month. <laughs> yeah. Deal with it. Uh, Alex Moikano versus the Isma Gulov Sarukian loser. Mm, I feel like whoever. Oh, the loser of that fight. Uh. I'm into it, but it's not. I mean, that's not a that's not a money Moicano fight, though. No, Come on, that's not a money Moicano fight, Alex McCann. You're thinking you're thinking too about like competitiveness and rankings and like what would be a fun fight. I just want to see Moicano get that money. Yeah, give him Max Holloway. Let's yeah. go. Your head's in the right place. Your head's in the right place. Blanchfield versus Araujo. I'm yeah. okay with that. I I have her ahead of Araujo in my rankings now. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure where you. you Magic wand pick for Dominic Reyes, AK. Shoot, man. Again, this is I'm, almost- going, to, I'm going back to Dustin Jacoby. I'm going back to that because like Dustin could still Dustin could knock him out, but I feel like Dustin's style isn't really like go for the one hitter quitter. I think he's more just kind of take you apart, leg kicks, body kicks. I think I don't know if Reyes would win that fight, but I don't know if he'd get like deaded like he got last night or in the Yuri fight. Man, I think I gotta go a little further down the rankings. I think like maybe Nico, you know, who lost on the card um Saturday's card. Um maybe a Down Jung. I don't know if he's booked. Um Ed Herman. Yeah. Ed Herman can't possibly be booked, right? Um Down Jung's fighting Devin Clark okay, in February. Okay. So maybe Ed the winner Herman, of that. I'm okay with the winner of that. Maybe fight. the winner of that winner or loser of that, frankly. I'm fine with it. Yeah, maybe an Ed Herman. This is how far I'm I'm going down the Ed Herman line. Like this is how far this is how like I've and it's not an insult to Ed Herman and it's not an insult to Dominic Reyes, but I, I want to believe there's still a chance to salvage Dominic Reyes' career. Nice guy, very talented fighter, and a great high-level athlete. It's just, man, you get on one of these streaks in, in combat sports. Sometimes it's just hard, it's hard to get off. So if we can like if we can sort of really pull back his level of competition that, he, that he's been facing, uh, I, I don't know, it'd be nice. I mean, again, Ryan Spann was a big step back from the other names, so maybe we need to go further back. I don't know. That was tough to watch. Uh, Chandler versus Vazir, yeah, another Span versus Jamal Hill. I just I think Jamal's ahead of that, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not going to reward Ryan Span for missing weight to to get a big fight like that. Bang Shevchenko make it happen, maybe not today. Someday, someday, not today. Reyes versus Jimmy Crude. You like that idea? Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, exactly. And again, Crude's another guy. 
coming off a long layoff because of injury. Um, and he's had, you know, like as much as we like Jimmy Crute, he's had kind of mixed results at 205. It's not like it's not like Jimmy Crute has been like the surefire. This guy's going to fight for the title someday. I think we like him. He's been in exciting fights. He's had some great finishes. Um, Reyes would be kind of a good test, even even at this stage, to see. I see that even at this stage. Reyes is 32. He's 32 years young. It's anyway. crazy. Uh, Gutierrez versus Rob Font. Yeah. I'd be all right with that. Okay, good. Uh, I like Giannis versus Font better, but just because of the boxing, that'd just be a lot of fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if they want to go that route, it's gonna be fun. Petrosky versus Phil Haas. I don't. I mean, I've. I, by the way, I've reached out to many people. No update on Phil Haas that I could see. Maybe he posted something over the last day or two on Instagram, but I have no idea. Uh, but uh, Petrosky called the Bo Nickel. Do you like that idea? Like Bo I Nickel like the call out. Ticket? Is I like that, the call. Do you think UFC would do that fight? Uh, I actually like yes because I like it for Bo. I think um, should he beat uh, the Jamie Pickett fight got rescheduled, right? Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's looks like March fourth that's gonna happen. Should he beat Jamie Pickett as expected? Uh, this is the next step up. Petrovsky's four and zero in the UFC. Uh, I mean, you listen, I, I I get it. Most people probably can't name all the people he beat. I mean, off the top of my head, what Nick Maximov, um, and then I can't remember the first two guys. But either way, he's he's finishing fights. He's winning tough fights. That Wellington Terman thing was grueling. Um, yeah, Tristan. Tristan messaged me about uh, he's he's not super sold on Petrosky, which is fine. I'm I don't I'm not saying I think Petrosky is like a future ranked guy. I don't think he's like necessarily a world title contender, but he's one of those guys. I always say you have an A plus skill, you can go a long way. Unfortunately, with Bo Nickel, that's an A plus 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 skill. Um, and if he tried to go wrestle for wrestle with that Bo Nickel, it would not go well for him. And uh, on the feet, he probably would would kill Petrosky. Petrosky, look, this is not identical, but Petrosky has Marvin Vittori vibes, okay. where it's just it. It's just got to be not fun to fight him. Even if you beat him, it just doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. like like a fun time. It just seems like a grueling, just rough chore to fight that guy because he don't care. He doesn't give. He has no Fs to give when he gets in there and fights. Like he'll sit there and strike. He'll grapple, do all that. It just doesn't seem like it's very fun to fight him. And that that's such a dangerous weapon. Uh, Fazee versus Poirier. Oh no! Take that screen. Take that. Take that out of the screen. Who is this person? That person is getting your uh, who who was that? Eight loco, Hooker eight loco. Frivola. I Hold don't on. think we're gonna go that route. By eight the way. loco, you are on timeout, my friend. You Did you really time out him? I really timed him out. Uh, that was direct uh, defiant. That was throwing doo doo in my face, Mike. <laughs> Olberg versus Merzakhanov. Olberg, sure. man. A lot of people, he was favored, right? He was favored in the fight, and I think some people we kind of were like, oh wow, should he be favored against a guy who? Um, you know, it was on a four, a four fight win streak. And I mean, the hype is pretty real. And I was, I was saying, I don't think he's as bad as like the, the Enzuchuku and the Fabio Sharon fight like showed like Enzuchuku he lost to, but Enzuchuku is really good. Fabio Sharon is just kind of a mucky fight. Um, just not, not one we'll ever want to watch again, but at least he won. So I think he's better than people think. And, um, man, that was huge. So yeah, I really look forward to what's, what's next for Olberg. Mike Trezano versus Andre Feely. Sure. He's got to make weight too. Yeah. Make the weight, Mike. It's a big miss. Get your hat back. What about Carlos Olberg versus Dust Jacoby? I think Jacoby dusts Olberg at this point. But again, as, as I was saying, if it is going to be a striking battle, I mean, Olberg's pretty good. I do think Jacoby dusts him. I think there's a MMA experience gap, but it might not matter. Trezano Brito is interesting. Trezano versus Nate Landwehr. Wait, did I not? Wait, eight local. Eight local. Mike, eight local is timed out. I mean, this is from five minutes ago. So. Okay, okay. No more eight local. Eight local. I'm going to as many as you can. We got like okay, four. All right, all right, all right. We're going fast and furious here. Reyes versus Alonso Menafield. I kind of don't want to see that. I think Menafield at this point, like if this happened within the next like three or four months, would take Reyes out real bad. 
McCann versus Antonina Shevchenko. It's got to be in the UK, they not, Has that never been booked? I feel like we've talked about I think we've talked about it on no a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is who said, who sent that? Alex McAdam. Alex McAdam. A lot of a lot of nice picks today. Um, yeah, that's the perfect matchup for the return. Her return to London is is you put her in there with Antonina. What about Reyes Johnny Walker? Walker's book to Brazil. Memory serves you correctly. Yes, I believe so. Roberto Barrientos. Come on, that's doo doo. Come on, man. Takes two seconds, guys. Topology. Check it out. Topology. Sure, dog. I mean, it's 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 fast and furious. He's fighting Paul Craig. If that, yeah, I believe he's fighting Paul Craig. Hmm. But still. Or Paul Craig. He came back or Paul Craig. See? Paul he was ready. Craig. Okay, okay. Half 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 of still no doo doo. Nope, not even the D. No, 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 no. I told people I hate or picks. I hate people ors. If you're gonna send a pick, you make up your mind. You pick one name. You're not you're not just throwing you're not just throwing all these names out there. You pick one name. Why are we listen? I, I, I already hit this person. I already hit this person. I already hit them. Yeah. I hit the mic. I said I guys no. yeah, only it's, only neither please, fight a, not neither fought on this card. Yeah, if you're gonna send in a pick, at least one name on the, from this card, please. Uh, Ruthless Soda Pop is Love on it. the Jed Mishu wagon with yeah. Gutierrez versus Giannis. Sick fight, sick fight. Gutierrez is really good. Like he, he is, he is really, really good. I mean, both didn't fight, but both are kind of in the conversation right now. Rose versus Jan Jonan. And Jan's kind of in this title picture too, which she's like the forgotten name in all of this because Jan's coming off that win over Mackenzie Darren. I know it wasn't the greatest fight of all time, but. Isma Gulov versus Chandler, maybe with the win. We'll see. Um, Hooker versus Boycano is fun. I did believe that was one of your picks, AK. Yeah, again, gotta avenge, gotta avenge Brad Riddell. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. That was that was rough. Man, that was a brutal, that was a brutal finish. How about Petrosky versus Roman Delize? No, because it was sent in by eight loco. Eight loco, eight loco. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't even I'm not even looking at the names. At I know, point. I know. I'm it's, not even looking fine. at the I will, names. I will, I will, I will I will mention it every time. Don't worry. Where are we at? Uh, people have been good. People have been good though. I do see a lot of good. I do see a lot of people behaving. Carolina versus Loma Lukbumi. Loma's booked. I think she yeah. just got booked. Uh, Mike, what do you think of uh, who do I should give credit to here? Uh, oh, my guy Barry O'Reilly sent this DM this to me. Co- uh, Carolina versus uh, Michelle Waterson Gomez. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it's, I like that it's idea. Too much sense at this point, right? I don't like this idea though. Hooker versus Fiziev. That I mean, that's a big step back versus Fiziev with what he's done after that win over RDA. Now you got to make a fight, Dan Hooker. Come on. If he's gonna avenge Brad Riddell, wouldn't it be about the guy with the guy that just beat him, not the guy that beat him two a year ago? <laughs> ruthless Soda Pop is ruthless. Are you really gonna do this to Mike <laughs> Claudio Pius? Come on. Hey, listen, Claudio is. I think Claudio. I, I hope people. It's 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 unfortunate that like. You have and, 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 and totally Claudio's fault, by the way. I'm not I'm not blaming people. Yeah. You have one performance like this, and this is how this is how he's gonna be remembered for a long time. And and he had some amazing submissions, like he's had some really, really sick performances. But pay-per-view, main card, Madison Square Garden, huge show. I think it, I bet this this did a great buy rate, big viewership numbers. For a lot of people, this might be the first time they saw Claudio play his fight, and um it's a terrible first impression if that's the case, Mike. Oberg, OSP, Gus winner. Hey, Barry Dustin Riley, what's going on? Burns at 170. Maybe. I mean, I think he's going to fight. Dark Cloud and see Oberg is a future champion in the UFC? Doo-doo, man. No, I'm sorry. Shazana versus Jordan is pretty fun. Yep. Can't go wrong. Barry Riley's in some good. Petrosky versus Fluffy Hernandez. Yeah, I, I, I like it stylistically. I do wonder if those are two guys who just kind of on different like paths i don't know if they want to mess those guys up reyes versus roundtree don't like that at all <sighs> not this verse this version of roundtree is looking real good this version of reyes looking real bad reyes versus gustafson perhaps if he beats osp <sighs> that just feels sad. or reyes versus osp again again rematch right uh 
I don't I don't think I want to see right. I understand the thinking behind it, uh, Mr. Gulapali, but um, yeah, we always say let, let's, it's not the word. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I, I I think I'm almost like the way I was with Frankie before this fight. I was like, I don't know if I want to see Gus fight again. Sorry, Gus. Sorry, Gus, if you're out there. I, it's yeah. Do what you you know. Do what you want. Live your life. Um, if you're still enjoying fighting, then stick with it, and you're in good health. Stick with it. But um, I, I'm not really sure. I'd want to see after the after the win or lose OSP. I think I'd I'd like to see like Gus just step away. I'm gonna say no to that pick. I get where you're coming from. I thought about it. I was like, no, this isn't bad. And then I thought about it. At least with Frankie Gutierrez, there was at least a 50% chance that it could have ended up not terribly sad. Reyes Gustafson is a, is guaranteed that it's going to be a sad ending. Either we're going to see Gus flat on his face or we're going to see Reyes flat on his face. And I don't want to see either of those things right now. So, yeah, I'm cool. Frivola versus Patty, win or lose. That was a good call out. That was a good call out. I, I, I dug it. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a very smart call out. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I I'm I'm wondering. Jorge if the, Holloway three. I, I I saw some some people mention that, and I like uh, that idea. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm totally into it. Matt Favola versus Mike Davis would be sure. ridiculous. Sure. Michael, we've already seen this fight. Claudia won. Oh no! Seriously? Oh, Michael, that was a while. Mike, how how recent are we talking? five fights ago maybe six. yeah okay fine not you know what listen a little a little sprinkling of doo-doo there i'm going through a lot of uh a lot of similar picks a lot of a lot of uh a lot of spamming if you will more Reyes gossips and talk i mean there's just so many picks you guys are you guys are awesome Listen, uh, listen, I'm not gonna tell you this is like this had people buzzing in the most positive way. Like I loved, I loved this event. I this is an event I will rewatch many of the fights. And I, I mean, it helps that a lot of the fights end in the first round. So, pretty pretty about, risk second viewing. But yeah. what about something like this, Chandler versus Masvidal? Uh, yeah, look, there's so many good options for Masvidal. If he's got to clear up this whole legal situation with Colby Covington, I mean, that was just straight up dumbassery. Um, and he's just got to get like sorted. He needs some sort of plan. I feel like he needs some sort of plan for what is likely like the last whatever three, four fights of his MMA career. He'll probably, he'll probably go and do some boxing after. Um, he needs a plan. He needs a plan. If, if you're Masvidal on this team, figure out what you want to do, man, because you got all these people calling you out. You got all these moments passing. Again, I understand he might not be able to take a fight now with the Colby Covington thing that's happening, um, but have a plan. Masvidal's team, if you're out there listening, have a plan. Please figure it out because a lot of people still want to see Masvidal fight. A lot of people have some great matchups out there I, I like the Chandler idea um but uh again we can mention them all we want in the show it's just it's it's so impossible to predict um it's impossible to predict what he's actually gonna do uh Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker I'm fine with that too for the same reasons that I put Grant Dawson in there the only reason I didn't put Jalen in that spot is because Jalen just had some surgery and I don't know how long he's gonna be out for so I feel like Grant could get back quicker but there you go I think we're good. I, I think yeah. we've, we've done enough. I think we have yeah. done enough today. Uh, next week, we'll be back again. Uh, UFC Vegas 65, this is going to be. Correct. I got to tell you, the biggest positive about UFC Vegas 65 is that it's an afternoon card. 1 p.m. prelims, 4 p.m. main card. But the card is a rough one. That's the main know. event. I'm kind of intrigued. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. I, uh, I like it. I'm into yeah, it. I'm, I'm into it. Card I'm is, into uh, it. It's a card. It's a card. Adolfo Vieira's fighting. That's always fun. 
He's fighting Cody Brundage. Uh, Chase Sherman and Waldo Cortez Acosta is scheduled rebooked? to be is scheduled to be on. Oh right, that got moved. It was on the main card and it, of that of the, the where it was previously booked, and now is okay. And fair enough. So hey, it was a main card fight. Back on the main card. I again. know who is who is Chase is supposed to fight Josh Parisian, and now he's fighting Waldo, who just fought like didn't maybe it? on the same card or a week prior. Oh oh yeah yeah okay. I thought it got changed. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do we do we even you know what? Jack Della Maddalena, Danny Roberts, that's fun. Yeah, I mean Jack that that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Kudalaba in Sachuku, Salakoff Fialho. It's what like fun fights. It's just Ricky Tercios is fighting. Hashtag uh zero stakes any of these fights. Never uh Zuma Gulaf, Charles Johnson. The the fight with the most stakes outside of the main event is Jennifer Maya versus Marina Morose. Sure. Other than that, it's, it's just this is a contender series card on steroids, and there's nothing wrong with just, that. We're gonna, we're gonna. This has potential to be a fun card. It's just there won't be a lot of storylines coming out. Mike, of it. let me let me just remind people: you will be getting a ton of rankings content this week. Yeah. Uh, again, we we have changed it so it's not the beginning of the month anymore. It is after a, every UFC pay per view because that's when a lot of the most of the rankings movement happens. So that'll be happening this week: pound for pound update, divisional update, and a podcast. Uh, sometimes we do a shakeup, Mike. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think, you know, you know, when, when, when there's, it's not after preview, just to, you know, get some rankings talk still going. I don't know if we'll be doing a shakeup post after UFC Vegas 65. I, I don't think anything's going to happen on that card that is going to, that is going to turn the, turn the rankings upside down. Uh, Sergey Spivak, maybe jumping into the top 10, but uh, I don't look for that headline on, uh, on uh, Monday morning, people. Yes, I completely agree. So, <laughs> Yeah, we're done. UFC Vegas 65. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, wait a minute. Did, did I see that correctly? Yep. Natalia Silva's on the card, so that's fun. Yes. This is true. He's fun. But again, not a not a ton of stakes. So. Uh, and then we'll be back, and then we'll have a week off, AK. We'll have a week off because what? of the Thanksgiving holiday. PFL will have an event. And then it's on to UFC Orlando, and then UFC 282. So we're going to have a couple of really fun on to the next ones. Uh, to kick off the month of December, and then we'll have one more for the month, and then we're going to have, we'll wrap up the year with our 2022 predictions recap to see how smart or not smart we were, and then we'll kick off 2023 with our random fan question, just out of left field prediction show, which I love doing, absolutely love doing. So thank you very much. This will be up on the podcast momentarily, and we'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed all of our coverage. I have a feeling the MMA hour is going to be real fun this week with the fallout of this card. So he'll be back. Ariel will be back tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern on this here channel. And he'll break it down. And hopefully we get some of the, the big tastemakers from the events, maybe in studio. Who knows? Ariel's going to deliver this week. That is for sure. So thank you very much for AK. I am Mike Keck. Thank you for waking up with us, sticking with us. And always remember... Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun next week following UFC Vegas 65 right here on On to the Next One podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions, including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 